then it's like it's like you never you don't plan on it happening yeah not like that no no oh man you go out there there's just so much going on. You go with the flow, but dude, sometimes your body just don't want it. Yeah. Sorry. This guy. This <laughs> guy. After after we had that pizza joint, and we went we went out to the strip, and he was just like, just like glazed eyes the whole time. He was, was like, I want to get back to the house. I was dude, for some people. <laughs> oh, you got you. You're an emotional drunk. Do you start missing an ex? Like low key, high key. It's all good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets like very like zoned in, and he gets like very very quiet. Yeah. Hey man, you just gotta own that, bro. Like if you want to yeah, hug your fun. friends or you want to cry about an ex, just own it's that. Yeah, your real homies aren't gonna. Oh, I see. No, you never tried. Oh, see, there wow. it is, dude. That's what that's what we're gonna talk about today, man. <laughs> yeah. Men, you know, just hug them and then just put say no homo, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it all right. Yeah, <laughs> my friend that does that. He's like, no homo, and he'll touch you. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, hold on. If he says it before he does it, I'm talking about after. Oh, wow. If oh. you say it before, then you know what you're about to do. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's all premeditated. Yeah, that's like a disclaimer. Premeditated. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I've never done something and before I did it said no homo. Like what? <laughs> I don't think we should say that word on the podcast. No. We're like, family friendly. Not, yeah, we're trying to be yeah, family friendly, but like <laughs> Jordan takes it to these. So just keep the areas. the just profanities to a minimum, right? Uh, you can, but let's try to not make it every other word yeah. like yeah, 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 would. Yeah. However, I bleep stuff out anyway. So. Sure, because yeah. I'm sure I'll slip. But yeah, I'm yeah, not, that's I'm totally not fine. A big, like you know, like I don't curse every other word. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Just like how we were talking just right now, I think everything that was totally cool. perfect. Cool. Yeah, so that's good, good. So yeah, and all that was was some quality footage right there. I know, dude. I don't think we got it, most of it, but no, <laughs> it was good. Oh, Did you get the emotional drunk part? Uh, partially, partially. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can touch on that. I think no homo. <laughs> I think it's better to be an emotional drunk than than a violent drunk. I agree by far. The angry the one who wants to fight everyone. Yes, uh, and then you have to end up helping them because they're not going to win the fight that they're trying oh, to start. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They That's become true, like That's liquid true. courage. Uh, yeah. It just depends, you know, because some people get in the zone, like you were saying. He, kind of like tones down and you see him like glazed off looking mm-hmm. into the distance that's better than the one who starts bawling yeah like there's oh. some girls that start crying oh and yeah they drunk call like exes and they're screaming at them like i miss you and i'm like ooh, you're gonna regret this in about three yeah. hours yeah like, you yeah. should not be doing that yeah oh self-respect yeah <laughs> so uh so you you get real quiet and, and internally emo is that what happens? He gets yeah. kind of mad too. He, I get a little angry. Mad he does but... like, get angry. Yeah. <laughs> at but people, I at things happening in the moment, or you're remembering something and getting mad at it. It's more like like things happening in a moment, but yeah. then I somehow find a way to bring it back to myself, and then I start talking shit about me about yourself. Yeah, which is pretty funny sometimes. So not about the person or the people oh, that hurt. Oh, I'll start start going we'll in talking on about people too. I see. Definitely. Do they deserve it? Always. <laughs> okay. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> I think that matters a lot. My vengeance I, is very calculated. I think okay. though that the, what you were going through that night was a combination of a little bit of being drunk, but mostly being tired. Yeah. Like you wanted to get back to the house and just like chill. Yeah. Because like after being around, like especially at SEMA, when you're just surrounded by people and yes. all that energy, it just drains you. Yeah. 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 You know what? That's true. That's true. SEMA. Are you talking about the parties? No, this like is just actual, actual, actual SEMA. Well, yeah. you know, we're if we're if you're working the booth like we are, yeah. we're constantly talking to people. It's like nonstop, just chatter, 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 yeah. chatter, and standing it, all day. Yeah, it, yeah. It, and it, it does Walking get kind show. of exhausting. No, no, it is. I mean, mm. you know, there's people who are using their. Uh, their um, meters, you know, to calculate their steps. Yeah. They're doing yeah. six to eight miles a day. Yeah. yeah. The people who don't necessarily stay in a booth, of course. Yeah. But I mean, you are just logging hours. Yep. And yeah. people are not used to that. Physically, oh, yeah. you, nobody walks eight miles a day. Yeah. No, no. So all of a sudden for a week, you do it. Right. It's right. going to beat anyone up, man. Well, shoot. Yeah. We're, 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 we, we're working office jobs. We're sitting at our desk mm-hmm. eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then you go to these shows, all these, and you're constantly standing the whole eight hours. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I, have, I, mean, I buy the, um, 
the Costco bag of cough drops. Yeah. Just to keep your throat from swelling up. Yeah. I do yeah. like panels. I've been on that's SEMA panels. That's a good panels. idea, dude. That's a, do that's you have to? Pro tip number yeah, one. Yeah, you I have think. to. Mm. Do. I, I mean, I actually have a um, interesting like a SEMA survival pack. Yeah. You gotta tell market us about that, this. dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a SEMA survival pack, and you guys just got a hint. It you need cough drops, man. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it helps keep the vo literally the vocal cords from swelling. Yeah. If yeah. you don't talk, if you're like a desk job dude, mm -hmm. and you and you don't talk that much, why wouldn't like any muscle that you don't use? Why wouldn't it fatigue yeah. if you're gonna be on the phone uh, once in a while, and then all of a sudden be in person conversing with a million people for eight hours a day for four, four days yeah, straight? Right. Yeah. Right. It's kind of so, like skipping legs. Yeah. Cough drops. Mm -hmm. Huh. It's, it's like, kind of like skipping legs. Right. And then your first day back, <laughs> you are done. Yeah, oh yeah. And you for the next done. two days, you can't sit, stand. If you're you lucky, it's two days. You might fall. Yeah, I mean, if you if you go hard in the paint. Oh, yeah. If you go hard in the paint, if you're just over there on the machines, just getting a couple extensions. Mm. He <laughs> hasn't told you his nickname is G-Maximus. G-Max. <laughs> okay, so as let's in, talk uh, about. As in, uh, well, Gluteus well, Maximus. Um, you you got to follow him, and you'll know why. <laughs> um, you on mean, my Instagram. That's your Instagram name? It's no. <laughs> it should be. It should be. It should be. Um, no. Uh, I'll follow you after. Um, yeah, but. Um, I, I mean, like, if that's what. I don't want to see all that. <laughs> no, I can respect the workout, but I don't want to like, see that. We're painting a very bad picture here. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> no, I mean. It, For I once, mean, I look like an ass. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, 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 I get it, right? Like, dudes like to skip leg day right yeah like a lot of dudes do and it's like a running joke right they're all top heavy and they don't have any you know like girth yeah it's like a cartoon character yes yeah. but i mean like I, I don't need to like see the the focus you've put into your gluteal <laughs> muscles like i don't need to see that Are i can sure yeah Fine, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's get so um so I think that uh how we spoke about last week we should actually start start introducing ourselves in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Now. So um yep. so hello everybody. You are tuned in to is it episode twenty-four? It's episode twenty-four of the Jada Cast Podcast. Damn, guys, consistency is quite a thing. We are here. And, um, oh, well, first off, I'm Jordan. I'm Mike. I'm Daryl. And we have a very special guest who is joining us in the pod pad. He is the number one MC in the car game, a, a, um, a photographer, podcaster. He's a writer. He's a show judge. He's an automotive enthusiast. He's pretty much just just a modern day type of uh he's a renaissance man well so to speak this the is big an mic. amazing intro i have never heard <laughs> yeah that is incredible <laughs> right. can we play that back later yeah. and i'm gonna just use that <laughs> that is wow man uh he's being nice he's i being appreciate nice. that that was incredible man thank, thank you, you. Thank you. it's good to be here with you guys man it's cool, really good cool. thank so you for that, tell us a little bit about yourself like what, what you did how you get into this whole thing what do you do now? Uh, you know, the um, the history of it is very simple, you know. Uh, 90s, grew up in the magazine era. Print was what it was. It was king, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it was just um, a matter of, well, I mean, if you go back far enough, you know, SoCal, 90s, um, the, the, the growth of the import culture, it came from the streets, right? right? right. And the guys who started it were, um, a lot of them are G's, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we, right. some people don't even understand that. Oh, you know, yeah. the, the industry started from like street dudes. Yeah. And they may not have been active gang members, but I mean, if you didn't pay up when you lost, mm. yeah. people were stealing each other's stuff all the time. Oh. That was just how it was. Right, right. And then some people wanted to go faster. So someone decided to port this or let me try that. That is the, the, the way the it roots. all started yeah. Yeah. from here in SoCal. So I, I always kicked it with an older crowd and without getting a little too deep. I mean, it was the big homie, someone's cousin, someone's older brother. <laughs> I would go there and I would see... Uh, you know, anything, uh, uh, GSX Eclipse, right? Yeah, and it right. was like, damn, you have the Turbo Eclipse, right? Well, yeah. as, as I started to learn that, um, you know, someone had a, someone would have a Mark IV Supra, right? And mm -hmm. it was like, damn, you yeah, know? Yeah. Then the, like the, the dealers had legends, yeah. like the old legend, like a 92 legend or something. <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. just like, oh, that, that, that dude moves something. And it was just that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's how I got into it. And then, of course, magazines were a way that you could be more exposed to the you know upper echelon guys or whatever mm -hmm. the ones building so i go to the grocery store 
and just get stuck in the magazine aisle, right? Yeah. Because the magazine aisle used to be big. Oh, man. I used to love doing that, yeah, going man. to the girls' ashore, just exactly. browsing through all the so, import tuner, import razor. Exactly. Uh, um, uh, Sport Compact, Sport Compact Turbo, Car, Turbo, Honda Tuning, Super Street, you name it, yeah, right? So I would yeah. just read them all, right? Yep. And everything from the builds, um, the editors, mm. you know, the the models is all part of the culture. Yeah. And you wanted to to be a part of that. And so I just would read, read, read. And, and then uh, I ended up getting my first car... Um, late 90s maybe 99 2000 what was that uh it was a 93 civic si hatchback Ooh, right jordan's so, favorite car oh okay <laughs> so so I, I i was around all kinds of stuff yeah. and for whatever reason i just kind of narrowed it down sub specifically to hondas yeah uh Did you get a power flow hks okay so what i did was <laughs> the first mod i did was um uh remember i you know what did you do you, like it was audio and an exhaust right exhaust, yeah, so remember yeah. like valley muffler yeah yeah right? valley so muffler, yeah man, it's been around that long it's we oh dude. valley muffler's been around a yeah, long time that's where i got my first ultra exhaust. flow man i got yep. an ultra flow exhaust. i got an ultra flow ultra flow was like yep. you know the, the thing and then um, yeah because you don't want to get the magna flow because it kind of had a bad rep yeah you wanted the ultra because it was a little more unique and everyone was like, yeah <laughs> and it was it was it was a hood exhaust yeah, again, exactly. man. <laughs> uh so i mean i got an ultra flow and then one of my boys had like um uh, what was it? I think it was a uh, uh, some kind of like JL JL Audio like uh, oh. bandpass box, oh. with like a Rockford Fosgate, the waffle amps. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah. yeah. And I wanted sound, so the first thing I did to it was get an Ultraflow exhaust. I don't remember what order, yeah. but something around the same time, the audio in the trunk or the hatch, and then. Um, uh, I got an AEM cold air intake. Oh, like AEM. That's, yeah, yeah, that yeah was, it was like 300 something bucks. Yeah, on yeah. EBay, and I was like, but the sound when you would push right. deep into the throttle, I was like, it was the greatest <laughs> thing ever, man. Yeah, because in, in my day when I was there, like, AEM was like, oh, you got the AEM. Right. Because everyone could afford a, a, a HKS Powerful because that was like the universal. Yeah. With the, with the green mushroom filter. Yeah, the little green mushroom filter. Yeah. yeah, that was the one. Or, I mean, if you got like a, I don't know, like a, an, an RS Akimoto intake. Akimoto, yeah. You know, yeah. that was like the thing. And and uh, like Shakara header or Lightspeed. <laughs> light remember that? Dude. The cheapest one you could find. Yeah, dude. Um, but that was like, that was the thing. And then I got a... Um, a uh, new speed race spring, which <laughs> yeah. you know, probably destroyed my back. I mean, they were just terrible, man. Yeah, yeah. Terrible for you. And then and I ended up saving up and getting uh, GSR wheels, 94, 95 GSR wheels. Yeah. And I thought that my EG, you know, yeah. EG <laughs> yeah. with an exhaust and an intake dumped to the ground on uh, 94, 95 GSR wheels. I, I was like, oh, this is uh, it. Untouchable, This is the right? greatest car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I loved it, man. And it just, you know, time went by and um, uh, let's see. I don't remember how long it took, but I went to a photo shoot of a friend for Honda Tuning Magazine in like 03, 04. Mm -hmm. And uh, next thing you know, my, my hatch made it into Honda Tuning in 05. Nice. Yeah. And then... Um, Set up like that? No, no. My 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 appreciation for Japanese uh, culture and yeah. the parts, you know. So it, it, everything I had like Yokohama Advent SA3Rs oh, yeah. on it. Yeah, so it stepped up quite bill. a bit. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I started doing. I had a B20 VTEC in there, and and Recaros and Grady harnesses, the blue ones. You know, the car ended up being painted blue. So yeah. that's kind of how that all started. And then and uh, you know, reading um in that day it was like Rick Daddy Nads. Uh, JDM Wong, mm -hmm. uh, Charles, all those dudes. And uh, now all those dudes are, are the homies, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's such a crazy full circle. Right, right. But uh, that's kind of how it all started, man. And then from um, 08, when my Prelude, because I, I bought the Prelude in 05, when I had the EG and I started messing with that. And then in 08, when that made the cover of Honda Tuning, that's kind of like most people in the industry, I think maybe with Google, that kind of is like the younger generation if mm -hmm. they just google it i think that's what comes up mostly mm. so from 08 to now so basically 10 years that's kind of what people that's why people call me a prelude guy mm. because I, my prelude in its different versions has been on the cover of every magazine um since right and and i think that's kind of how i've gotten relegated to a prelude guy and then uh, a honda guy yeah but it stopped being about a chassis or a manufacturer a long time ago that's a small right. way of looking at it. Yeah. Ah. So are uh, have you built any other cars besides the Hondas that you did? Uh, I mean, I've been behind the scenes in some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I did a uh, Datsun for Discovery Channel. Oh, nice. That was in 2017. Um, that was more recent. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've had um, various Hondas. I, you know, I have an Accord wagon. Um, I have I had Civic CRXs, EFs coops you know variety mm -hmm. of stuff yeah but uh, the prelude i kept the whole time and and it just turned into reading the magazines to then being featured in them to then being on the cover of them 
to then writing for them. And so the, the growth has been, you know, it's been kind of crazy, you know, because I didn't aspire to do any of those things. Right. It just organically happened. And that's what made it so sweet. Right. right. Is it, you know, it wasn't strategic. Right. And I think a lot of people um, don't really understand that is that the reason why I don't get jaded, the reason why everything is so amazing to me in my mid thirties, when I was into it, when I was 14, Mm -hmm. 20 something years, right. Is because, well, that's all in your mind. Right. Being calloused and jaded is you allowing yourself. Nobody flips a switch one morning, wakes up and says, I hate my job. Right. That's just not how that works. It's piece by piece is gradual. Right. Right. So it just, it just turned into that. And then, you know, I, I was winning, car shows mm-hmm. uh because i would attend you know people would be like hey you want to uh, go to this or that and i would go and then i won once and twice and then a bunch of times and then that event series was like one year they were like hey instead of um uh uh competing could you help us judge oh, and it, okay. that's just so how that's, it, where it that's starts, how it so, turned yeah. into it you I know like it. they're like you kind of won your category yeah I, I think for that event series i think it was uh week fest Oh. I had I had one, uh, one first place Honda I think four years in a row. Oh really? And they were like, because they have a NorCal and a SoCal, right? So right. it wasn't four years; it was four events. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think that's what happened. And then one year they were like, "Hey, do you can do you think you'd be down to judge?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd be honored to." Right? That's a cool thing. So that's how it started, mm. and then it just turned into. Now I travel all over the world to do that. Man, That's cool. Which is just, who would have thought, yeah, you know? Yeah, So are you doing mostly the judging or are you also doing, it's it's a combination of that and emceeing some of the events? Yeah, you know stuff? what? Um, some events, they I just do an appearance. Oh, really? They really just want me to be there. I'll be in their main booth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, and they just, they just want me to interact with people. Like in the UK, there is an event called MIMS Honda Day, mm-hmm. M-I-M-M-S. Mm. And it started at a service station, um, as they call it there. <laughs> and then uh, it just grew to the point where this guy took it upon himself to organize it and make it a, like a real thing. Yeah. Because it's just the service station, there was no space anymore. Uh. And uh, and so when I go there, it's it's more like um, to just be there. That's and crazy. then they'll say, you know, like an appearance. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, interact with people, answer questions. Um and then, um, and then, it, and then it's like, can you help us judge some events? I'll, I, I, I'm there. I judge. I MC the event, um, and I, I'm on like a, a Q and A panel. Like right. Some events, it's like super involved, right? And like, I mean, you're talking nonstop, right? And other ones, it's a little less involved. So, whichever each event series, I have a different personal relationship with them, and re- um, my responsibilities with each one kind of vary. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's it's an amazing thing because I get to interact with people in a real way. Yeah, digital and social media and the internet and technology is amazing, but nothing beats shaking a man's hand. Right. Yeah. Of course. Never. It'll never be replaced. You know. That's so cool. I, this whole story is, is is pretty to me is pretty awesome because it just shows that your your uh, dedication, your your just how much your your passion for the industry kind of drove you and that drive paved your way to where you are today i mean yeah man. it starts from just going to the to the magazine island just looking at magazines so, yeah you know and it's, just it's, developing that it passion doesn't, it doesn't ever get old to me yeah i mean the the circle of it yeah right um okay for for everyone who was in the hondas jackson racing yeah that Jeez. was the name mm-hmm. right well still is right? right but back then if someone had a jackson racing supercharger right <laughs> anything jackson racing it was like the thing right and you blink uh, and all this time passes, and I ended up becoming friends with Oscar Jackson Sr. Ooh. and Oscar Jackson Jr. They're very good friends of mine. I mean, I'll have dinner with them, uh, you know, the, the the whole family. And and how? I mean, who would have thought, right? I'm yeah. 15 years old hearing about someone who's got a supercharger and their GSR yeah. that says Jackson Racing on it. And now I can go and we hug each other and yeah. sit down and talk as friends, junior and senior. It's, that's wild, that's man. That's crazy. That's it's, cool. It's absolutely wild. Yeah. <laughs> Never could have seen any of that kind of stuff coming. Right. And I keep all of that to 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 remind me of, uh, to be grateful and grounded. You know, mm-hmm. and that's where it starts to get a little philosophical. We touched on some of that kind yeah. of stuff. It, oh, we it, could go back in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> life is life is more than objects and cars. Right. It, you, there's a reason why there are people who hate life, and there's a reason why there are people who love it, and that's a choice. It's a day by day, moment by moment choice. Yeah, that's real. I I totally get that. Hmm. Damn. So, um, 
And so what's it called? And so, so what are some things that you notice in, in a car c- culture now yeah. that need to change? We touch on this a lot in this podcast. Like we talk about, we like, have our own personal like opinions on, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's people like ruining it for other people or, or certain you know, which is one of the reasons why that, that, you know, we, we talked about this before the pod started that the, the, uh, the decibel law that we have here in California, mm. you know, and that was brought upon because these, you know, and I, I always say knuckleheads, which that's the only way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or maybe you know. just even like perceptions, I think. Yeah. The overall perception of what the industry has become. Um, <laughs> the thing about that is, is that, um, but a lot of people, it's just kind of come to the light. But that decibel law has always existed. Mm-hmm. Well, well, not always, but for a lot of years. Right. It's only before you could potentially just get a fix-it ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you just don't get a fix-it ticket, right? But it needing to not be loud and you to not modify carb equipment. So forget the decibel law, right? right. Everyone's talking about that because the fine's through the roof, right? right? But you were not supposed to modify your exhaust anyways. Right. And right. that's a carb ticket. Yeah. So that's a ref ticket. So that's even worse because you can pay a fine and be done with the exhaust ticket. Um, but if you got a ref ticket, people were like, how am I supposed to? You can't dupe the mm-hmm. ref, right? Mm-hmm. And so what's a ref? I'm sorry. The California state referee. So if you get caught in California um, modifying your um, your um, emissions equipment. Like the catalytic converter. Anything them. involving yeah. emissions, even removing your charcoal canister. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you do that, you, have, you get a ticket that is um, – uh, one where you need to make an appointment with the, the state referee uh-huh. and they will inspect your car from top to bottom to make sure all of your emissions equipment is in order and hasn't been tampered with. And you know, there's no I mean, maybe someone out there has a friend. But other than that, anyone who got a ref ticket, people had to sell their cars. Um, <laughs> this this whole California like law that's been around forever. Mm-hmm. So to, to me, honestly, like that's I don't really know what the big focus is on that is. I mean, the, the fee is through the roof, right? What is it, $1,000? Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be a $1,000 ticket. Yeah. From- okay, so there you go, right? That's mm-hmm. not going to be able to – that's going to ruin it for a lot of people, yeah. obviously. But having to worry about getting pulled over, I mean, we touched on this earlier. I mean, it's Southern California, man. If you look a certain way, you're getting pulled over. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't care what you're driving. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have – I. There's a lot of people who are just like, oh, I don't ever see you driving the Prelude. First of all, I don't have a personal videographer in my life <laughs> who just decides to record everything that I do. I mean, that we were talking about that. People's tunnel vision mm-hmm. of what is presented on social media for reasons that are beyond my comprehension. People have, have forgotten how to understand that that is a piece of reality Mm -hmm. it is not reality as a whole right so if they don't see it online it must not be happening Mm -hmm. and that is the most illogical like retarded way of looking at it ever i don't even know if it's pc to use the word retarded do it um but are you serious like because i didn't set up a gopro and drive like this yeah then oh you must not drive the car yeah what yeah yeah i don't need to you don't need to show everything that you do right yeah it's crazy because we're in that time where the generations that are growing up and, and, and starting to drive cars, they grew up with Elvis, with social media. Correct. And that's all they know. So yeah. I try to be fair. I yeah. try to be objective. If you're, if you're a, a certain age, we would still remember what life was like. You know, all of us will remember what life was like mm-hmm. without the internet, yeah. without cell phones, without even wireless home phones, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> People would be like, what do you mean without wireless home yeah. phones, <laughs> right? And we grew up to a point where we remember one and now the other. Mm-hmm. And I try to be fair because if you're under a certain age, you have absolutely no idea what it's like to not have lightning speed computers in your pocket. Yeah. A phone is not a phone. Mm-hmm. Your smartphone is a computer that has a phone on it. Yeah. It's not a phone with a computer on it. Mm-hmm. It is literally, the your phone is like the greatest piece of, of access to, to the mankind's information yeah, right. in your pocket and mm-hmm. people use it to, to tweet and Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one, you could get degrees, a yep. master's and PhDs using your phone and people are sending each other pictures of themselves with a tongue coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot me in the face, dude. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious, man? Anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, but... Can you imagine if you traveled back in time to maybe 50 years ago okay. and then told somebody about 
a cell phone. And, right, right. And, and the, like, like the capabilities oh, yeah, that it will Oh, yeah, if you went have. back far enough, they would, they would accuse you of witchcraft. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. They would you burn you them, at the stake yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, like little people on your phone mm-hmm. talking to you and you could interact with them. They'd be like, that's, that's like... That's evil. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I crazy. mean, it may not be evil in that same kind of sense that they're thinking of, but it's, I think that the, the same effect is happening. It's, it's evil. I think it's completely destructive um, because like we were talking about, the, the, the timeline for a car build. Let's use cars, right? You, you, you follow a car page. You follow a car uh, um, online celebrity or something like that. And so – People don't understand how to put into perspective. Those people are getting those parts for free, right? So however much time it would take for you to save up to buy that one part, they are getting paid and getting the part for free. It is not even remotely the same scenario. Mm -hmm. And if you understand that, so be it. And people act like they do, but they don't because they get so stressed out and people are trying to keep up. And I think that's what ends up making people go the the, the fake part route. Mm. Okay, because they they just want to achieve the look. We talked about that. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to get the look. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I think the look was the authentic TE thirty sevens. the The look was was spoon wheels. Mm. But because everyone around you is constantly evolving and, and fixing up their car, and you need to get there, and you don't want to save up or, or refuse to be patient, because that's what it is: it's patience. If you refuse to be patient enough to buy the real ones, you buy the ones that look like them, and that is. That's that's all it took for people to 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 do that, and now people will justify it. The real ones are too expensive. Blah 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 blah. That's just a justification, okay? Yeah. Because there is no justification for theft. It's theft. Yeah. If you're a company that makes your own product, then there it is. But if you are copying someone else's, it's theft. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to call it intellectual, or uh, maybe it's you know, with 21% different. So legally it isn't, we, it's theft, man. Uh And it's just, everyone lets it go. It's justified. But I mean, that kind of illogical timeline, you know, the, the, the hyper real, like surreal and in in the end, unreal lifestyle that everyone's portraying, not everyone, but you know, most people, it just makes those watching it never feel like they're, they're good enough. They're not moving fast enough. That's why I feel so bad for young women, right? Oh, You're staring at pictures of women that have surgically altered or or even if not surgically altered, not everyone's built the same. Not only that, now you got the filters. Okay, know? so there you go. So before you even got yeah. the filters, your but see your life is being viewed through a filter. Right. Because everyone you're looking at is the top 1%. Yep, yep. You're looking at, at these uh, uh, models or, or like video vixens or or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And all of them are like ridiculously curvaceous. I mean, if you go back a few years ago, you were supposed to be thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. 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 You go back. It's not even that many years ago. You're supposed yeah. to be lean. Like uh, the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Yeah. Those were the prime women in the world. Yeah. None of them were curvy like that. Yeah. Now? It's evolved into. So what if a girl spent her whole life trying to be lean and now everyone around her is supposed to be thick? Can you imagine how perpetually disappointed you are (laughs) when you're never good enough for whatever the current thing is? And I feel bad for young women because if they don't have a mother Mm -hmm. and a father teaching them how to be confident in who they are for what they are, they are going to be raised by a device that tells them that they don't look good enough every single moment. Mm -hmm. And I think it's terrible. Yeah. That whole body dysmorphia, you got 14-year-old girls getting surgery so they can look a certain way. Your body's about to change. You're going to change until you're 20. Yeah. Not good enough because right now they don't fit in. Mm -hmm. Dude, it makes me like – it creeps me out. (laughs) It totally creeps me out. No, you're you're exactly right, man. I mean, in cars, the same thing. No one's good enough. It's not fast enough. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that. You guys, a guy had a, a, I mean, I don't know, a a 240 or a Civic last month. And now he's like in a, in a hurricane. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Like every Honda guy is now a Porsche dude. Yeah. And I'm just like, "Mm, that car is like 25 grand and you have like 30 grand in mods. Your Civic was five grand. Like, what am I missing? Yeah. (laughs) I need that formula. Yeah, what is that? Like, how did you, how did you do that? Uh, you know, yeah. and I mean, I don't delve too deeply into it. Like, do you? You know. Yeah. But I mean, don't just don't try to act like you were into Porsches your whole life. Yeah. Just right. don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> like, you weren't, and that's cool. Rock it. Do yeah. you? But don't try to. You know, like if you were wearing Jordans your whole life, mm-hmm. right? You, well, you know, when you got old enough to yeah. buy shoes, <laughs> you started buying, you know, retro J's, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're wearing Yeezys. 
Yeah. Just don't embarrass yourself <laughs> and try to act like you were into Adidas your whole life. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. It's a fad. You're into yeah. that. Just own that. Yeah. But people are like, oh, no, Adidas has always been dope. Three stripes and hip hop. I'm like, shut yeah. up. You have <laughs> yeah. never said the word Adidas out of your mouth your whole life. And all of a sudden yeah. you're a Yeezy yeah. head. Yeah. Nobody ever has, by the way. Don't. Unless you're Run DMC. Mm -hmm. If you're a breaker, yeah. right? They've yeah, been rocking the Adidas crew, yeah. jumpsuits forever. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying, my dude, I'm just like, being a hater. You, people got to own that. Mm -hmm. Just if you're into it because it's the current thing, that's cool. Yeah. Just own that. Don't mm -hmm. try to, don't try to justify it. <laughs> just say you like it. Just say you like it now. So I have a question yeah. for you on that, and and um, and but you spoke a lot about this 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 on your podcast, particularly on a episode two, I believe. Okay. And for everyone out there, um, we'll be sure to to check out his podcast. It is uh the uh, think. It's yeah, the, uh, it's the uh, think, think bigger, bigger podcast. Yeah, the oh. think bigger podcast. Okay, uh, which is just a branch of my uh, like company and my brand, which is the Think Bigger Project. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, um, so you were saying episode two? What yeah, were you um, referencing? you know, and so why is it that people have such a hard time being able to own up to a choice that they might have made, but they're always trying to mask it? You know, um, you know, they just have a hard time time with, you know, like like what you had said. OK, if you're an ass. OK, well, then just own it. Sure. We'll be that. Sure. Don't try to, to mask it and come up with with these, you know, false, false, false. Uh, well, presuppositions. Sure, 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 sure. You know, and so so why do you think that it's so hard for people to to own up to what they are? Um, or what they aren't like, like being true to yourself you mean? being like, true to yourself yeah there we go Thank I you, think Mike. that it's difficult because more often than not when you reflect on yourself when you when you objectively if you can be objective or uh, you have an outside source a friend a family member a mediator a counselor a therapist whatever when they present it to you in a way where you now have to to take responsibility for whatever part if not all of it that is your fault I think people in the end are shook Mm -hmm. They're scared. And uh, nobody wants to say that I'm the one who's responsible for my scenario. People are not taking responsibility. Everyone says it's circumstance. It's their life. Someone did that to me or um, I was born like this or I want to play victim. Yes. And I think that there is a, a fundamentally uh, fundamentally unsettling feeling when someone can break it down and explain to you that even with those existing things you still could have or should have done better mm -hmm. uh, in other words it's your fault and i think people are deathly afraid to acknowledge that they don't want to own up to it and yeah you know, they I, don't and but i also think there's also a, a a social thing where where you have to be socially accepted and Correct. you try to mask all those things that you're you're you know you are that you really are just so you can be accepted by the norm or what you think is the norm. And that goes mm. back to like what we were talking about too. If you're going to bring it back into cars, it's just like, okay, you started out in like this crowd, right? But now everyone around you and maybe society, what you see online is kind of escalating mm -hmm. and you want to keep up. So you kind of put on this facade of trying to become something that you're not. Correct. Right. And so you're kind of conforming to what society is telling yeah. you to do instead of being, I think, true to yourself. And acknowledging, taking responsibility for some of the things that you have done along the way. I completely agree. I completely agree. And the thing about that is, is there are real life consequences to doing that because you do not know how that person on whatever page or channel you subscribe to, you don't know how they do what they do. Right. All right. you have is what they present you. Right, exactly. And yeah. they could make more money than you at a day job mm -hmm. or they could have a source of income that you don't know about. Uh, whatever the case may be, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And if you can't mathematically, because numbers don't lie, it's just numbers. Mm -hmm. If a car and a mod and this, this all cost this much and you make this and it is nowhere near that, uh, let's not even calculate bills. Do you even have any bills? Mm -hmm. Like it mathematically does not compute. Right. Okay. And I mean, I don't think people need to go around trying to like do the math on other people's lives. But the, the point I'm bringing up is, is you need to be able to understand that that, like I said, what you see on the internet is not reality. It mm -hmm. is a piece of reality. Mm -hmm. It is reality that is presented to you. It is not the whole. And people treat that as the whole. And so what ends up happening is 
they they there's a real life consequence to that. Like you're gonna charge things like to keep up with whatever you're seeing. Mm-hmm. If you don't make enough liquid, right, right, in your debit account, then you're gonna charge it. Mm-hmm. Or you know, if you're if you're strategic and sell parts off, I mean, some people are really good with that. Buy, sell, mm-hmm. you know, flip stuff, and that's a legit way to do it. I dig it. But I mean, there's other ways where everyone is just chasing something, and yeah. they and like I said, you're never gonna keep up yeah. because by the time you get there, someone went from. Uh, a GT3 to a Huracan. Yeah. And you just tried to, you just sold your, your project, the one that, that's what you really wanted to build, yeah, right. but you ended up trying to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. And now that's not even what's in. Yeah. Okay. Right. First, if you had a 30 inch TV, it was dope. Yeah. And now it's 90, Trintron. 80, 90. <laughs> now it's curved, yeah. LED, LCD, mm-hmm. you know, tw- just you name it. And yeah. by the time you save up to get the curved, you know, joint, it, there's going to be something else and it's never enough. Yeah. You buy this watch, it's now not dope enough. This shoe, they have the new one, mm-hmm. a new colorway, a new collabo, you name it. Fashion mm-hmm. cars, whatever. If you don't understand where you are in life and who you are and what you can do and what you cannot do, at least financially, yeah, man, you are going to f*** yourself. Oh, Yo, yeah. Oh, for sure. That's why I'm good being me. <laughs> you know? Dude, but that's yes, an right. invaluable trait yeah. man, people will go their whole life and they don't know how to do that they don't man. realize it and they don't yeah they, they can't practice it because they're so stuck on trying to be with everyone else yeah it. man like we said women and what they look like yeah. cars guys and fitness yeah. you if you follow enough pages of fitness that's not a naturally acquired physique nope. mm-hmm. and if you are trying to chase that you are either going to be perpetually disappointed mm-hmm. or you are going to start supplementing in ways that are in the long term everyone acknowledges yeah. it's not healthy the vitamin s everyone acknowledges yeah. <laughs> it but in the interim you don't look like that mm-hmm. and so you have to do it and that's it's body body dysmorphia is not just for women no man. no definitely men not. are walking around you know it's the same thing i mean it's not just for females it just gets applied to them the most mm-hmm. but i mean it's you know for you know body dys- you, know, you guys know what i'm talking about oh right? definitely i mean that's a thing that i think sadly enough gets attributed to to women mostly mm-hmm. i mean rightfully but to say that men don't have the same problem where you look in the mirror oh, and you're not happy with it. I actually had man. that problem about three years ago, actually. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And so. And, and so it, was, it wasn't good yourself. enough. The physique, the sizing. Yeah. See, there you go. It's mm-hmm. the same thing, man. Yeah. And you have to really look into yourself. I mean, you know, you have, um, you have some, uh, some newbie in genetics. And that's gonna put you. <laughs> that's gonna put you in a better place than most. I don't give a damn yeah. if anyone wants to acknowledge that or not. Hey. But it does. Hey, I'll take it. You called yourself G Max, right? <laughs> See, no, so that he didn't call himself that. We called him. Oh, okay, that. well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like there, there are. Ju- that's another thing. People don't understand how to how to uh, calculate that. There are people who are going to have a certain physique just naturally. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I played basketball my whole life. I have friends who could jump through the roof, man, 45-inch verticals. I have a friend who's 5'7", and he can tomahawk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen him just leap on people and just cock it back and just, dude, just destroy dudes that are like 6'6". Six, six. He can leap through the roof. Okay, now, that's imagine, this guy right here. No. Imagine <laughs> if a dude's 6'6 six, six with a 45-inch vertical. What yeah. can he do? Yeah. It's not an equal playing field, right? right. So the dude who's 5'7 has a 45-inch vertical, and the dude who's 6'6 six, 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 six has a 45-inch vertical. Um, yeah. That's not the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Both of them can jump the same height, but one person's starting in a different place. That's just an example. I think I've used that on one of my episodes, too. My point is, is that people have forgotten how to understand that it's different. You're you. You have your strengths, and they have theirs. And you're, it's apples and oranges. It's not mm-hmm. why just excel in your realm. Do you. And, and if you're chasing after this thing online, oh, my God, it's so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I think that's what just what naturally translates into, I think, for one, individuals in today's, in today's society. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you look at, like, businesses and things like that. We good? Yeah, it's on. Mic Test. check. Yeah. Was that off the whole time? No, yeah, I think you guys oh, I bumped it. it. Okay. <laughs> that we had started all over. Horrible, dude. <laughs> Anyways, okay. But yeah, I mean, I think we just individuals kind of get caught up in this whole social influencer thing, and you have businesses nowadays that kind of feed into capitalizing. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that's the, what's bad about yeah. this whole thing, right? Because then, then now, now, now you look at the thing as, as a as a whole, and it's just kind of one. It's become its own little cycle. Yeah. Right. Where one thing is feeding off another. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now you kind of have you struggle with people finding their own individuality within this for sure cycle. For right? sure. But it's just all capitalizing off of weak minded 
Oh, dude, people. for sure. And I mean, it's so like convoluted now that you don't even know which came first, the chicken yeah. or the egg, because mm-hmm. it's just mixed in. Yeah. And, and you're just like, I don't know, but they, they're capitalizing on it. Yeah. And I mean, if you go back far enough, I think it ends up being about parenting. Somebody mm-hmm. needs to teach a person to know who they are, to be comfortable who they are, to, uh, to be self-aware. You know, self-awareness, you know, what do you believe? Why do you believe it? And that can go into deeper things. If you believe fundamentally a certain way, it doesn't matter if uh, if they add a law that makes that now legal. People Mm -hmm. connect legality and and ethics and morality together. Two and different that is things. very, very dangerous. Because yep, yep. if you just follow some hierarchy that tells you what is right and what is wrong while sim- simultaneously telling you what's legal and illegal, that's dangerous, man. Oh, yeah. Because there have been a lot of things in human history that have been legal. Uh, and we all know that that is not – that doesn't make it correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we get this is I, I, I dig this kind of conversation with you guys. It's kind of the, the same same general type of depth that ends up happening in, in, in the podcast that I do. Absolutely. It's um, I mean, yes, of course, cars and life, but life's deeper than just objects. In mm-hmm. the end, you know, it's 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 more than that. You know, your, your fellow human beings. I um, think. And, uh, yeah. I think those are some of the things as, as we kind of bring it back into how, like how, why it's relevant into like you know, what we do here, whether it's the car industry mm-hmm. or the toy industry and things like that, you know, I, I think for my, both Mike and I here as managers in our role, it's to always remember at the end of the day is to create that human interaction, that human connection, the human connection, remembering that everyone is kind of their own individual person and recognizing that you have certain challenges that come your way, yeah. but you handle it on like a, a case by case basis. But the thing to never forget, I think through that whole thing is to remember you have to have some sort of value and integrity for yourself. Yeah. Right. And, and then I think if you have that, then you're able to kind of break the mold of kind of what society is telling you or feeding you. Yes. Right. So, I, I mean. I completely of, agree. But, I, you know, um, I, I, that that type of fundamental way of thinking is 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 getting lost, man. Yeah. It's getting lost. And I don't know. Um, I feel like. Like you said, the company's capitalizing on it, right? So, you know, what we're doing here, the depth of what we're talking about, there are people who are like, you know, I've been buying Jada toys for years, and these dudes are talking about philosophy and, like, religion and yeah. stuff, and what is, what's happening. And I think a lot of people sort of, sort of just don't know really what to do with this type of conversation because they don't really have this type of conversation. So I've had a lot of people be like, man, this is too deep, dude. Like, I just wanted to know what next car you're building. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you know what? Simple. You know what? Fair mm-hmm. enough. I dig that. Um, but to me, this is more important for you and for me. Mm-hmm. To have this type of conversation, because a car a car is an object, a car is a symbol, and what is it a symbol of? Is it a symbol of your fun? Is it a symbol of your inadequacy? Is mm-hmm. that car does that car build? Does your body being what you're trying to build? Does your your mind are is it is it a symbol of your inadequacy? Do you just always feel like you're not keeping up? Mm. Versus it being your right. it's it, it's deeper than that, man. Life is not just let's all just hold hands and frolic through a field of lilacs and wildberries, man. Like it's <laughs> there's more to it than that, man. And I and people are so caught up in the objects, like a car, like a if you're if you're into for people who are homeowners, if you get caught up with that mid-century modern i need the best like appliances mm-hmm. i need the best flooring you could get yourself down a rabbit hole on that because in the end it's just how how, how much better does that object appear than another person mm-hmm. there's a play on that appreciation and you, you know the equity and i get that but i mean in the end you know where where is the balance mm-hmm. you have to have some kind of balance and i think people that don't have the foggiest idea i mean people have, people want it i don't think anyone searches in their life to 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 be mediocre, to be unsettled, to be to be constantly unhappy. Yeah, people inherently are searching stability, and so I think that something like this and the Think Bigger project and the branch, the Think Bigger podcast, that's kind of what we touch on a lot. I think that's one reason why my 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 company and my brand and the idea and the movement behind it is hooking so deeply with people because it's a representation of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Here. Yeah. It isn't, they know, they can tell that I'm not just trying to sell them apparel. That's like not even remotely high up on the list. Right. If you believe in something and what something is about, 
then I think inherently you're going to want to support it in ways such as wearing it. But yeah. it's not just here's the website and you immediately are on a shop page. That's not what it is. Right? How much of it do you think is people or are people paying attention, I think, to the end, what's being presented to them, the final product, as opposed to paying attention to what the process and the journey is like? Because how I view this whole thing as far as like our conversation is kind of gearing towards is you can have like this deep philosophical and to every individual it's going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, but you can have these kinds of talks. But along the way, say you have fans of Jada Toys that are into collecting our stuff. Yes. And we roll out a podcast that is a little bit more philosophical. And then to your point, we get the comment, oh, we're not looking for management or leadership or philosophical talk. We want to see the next 124 diecast. Sure. Out. I think this is this kind of plays into it. And it's a look into internally as to like our team, yes. who we are as people, mm -hmm. what we're representing to them. And at the end of the day, if you're having and presenting yourself as team leaders, you know, this is kind of who I am, this is how we are, this is how our team operates, it makes it fun, yes. right? You understand that human connection. At the end of the day, you're getting a great product, but this is just one big part of getting into a final, a good final product. Yes, uh, I agree. There's gonna be somebody right now who's like, what is this? Like, are yeah. they building uh, a Big Mike prelude or not? That's yeah. why I tuned in to hear Big Mike. Okay, but but here we go. Like, it's it shows the longevity. <laughs> this company started 20 years ago. You don't build a legacy overnight. You just don't, right? When you think long-term, that's how you create an, a lasting legacy. There's a difference between a memory, a phase, or a legacy, mm. right? There's a big difference. And the mark you leave on this world, are you a memory, are you a phase, or do you have a legacy, okay? 20 years is not an accident, okay? The right connections, the right marketing, the right licensing, branching out, knowing, but that's all, we're talking about it here and people are now gonna get an understanding for the depth behind it. It is not a cold-blooded, calculated, what, like you're not just sitting there with CFOs and numbers guys. Mm -hmm. And okay, when I do sheer logic and numbers, we need to sell this, this, and make this and this and this to make X amount of money next quarter. That in a, any corporate setting that exists, but that isn't what it only is. Right. There is depth behind it. There is studying of the culture of cosplaying, of Marvel, of DC, of Star Trek. Star uh, uh, Trekkies are some of the most hardcore people on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Long before Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and 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 uh, Twilight and all that, Trekkies, hardcore, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys touched on that over the years and all these different things, it's more than just cars. You don't do that without studying the culture. Right. You're not gonna know the right way to represent it or build something without learning the culture. And I think that whether they, I mean, whether they wanted to hear it or not, this is the reality. Exactly. You know, the, myself, Jada Toys, it isn't just, I wanna sell you something. It's well, you know deeper what? than that. It's 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 what's funny is because you know we it may have sounded like we got off on a crazy tangent. Yeah. But the question was, what don't you like about the car world and what's going on? And yeah, we just touched all, on it on yeah. like a super grand way. Yeah, we did a deep dive into it, but that's exactly you know the the answer to the question is you don't like how you know in a, in a, in, a, uh, uh, in a nutshell how people are trying to fit in with that scene rather than doing it for themselves. Do it for yourselves and I mean it's a it's it's a it's a long term yeah goal. It it's if it is just a phase to you, once again, own it. Yeah. Own I'm it. I'm into mm -hmm. Porsches now because it's the currently cool thing. Just own that. Yeah. Like be a man and own it. Right? Just that's what I'm trying to say to people. I mean, just what is so hard about that? I don't understand why people are so scared. You got all these dudes trying to act like, nah, man, just admit that. It, there's nothing wrong with it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But nobody wants to be, nobody wants to just say that. Pride uh, and acceptance, I feel, are sure. two big things Definitely. to that equation. Definitely, man. And I mean, pride is one of the most dangerous things ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it'll just, it can, it's going to be the, the, the death of so many people. And I mean, don't get me wrong, man. We all struggle with that, you mm -hmm. know? Everyone's, it's hard to, to say when you're at fault. It's hard to apologize to someone, a family member, your spouse, when you get into an, a fight. It's it's not like you hit some type of, of, of epiphany or some revelation one day and you're done. Mm -hmm. I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm like enlightened. It's a day by day, 
moment by moment process, especially when you're just getting bombarded by social media mm -hmm. and all of this. Like you got to fight that, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear about um, people who who hate their job. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's a, a stereotype of um, uh, like a, a I'm an accountant. Huh? Okay. Like there you go. Yeah, accountants uh, always hate their jobs. Okay, so so that and what about remember when we used to have to call like cellular phone customer service lines? Mm -hmm. Those people hated yeah. hate their jobs. Yeah. Like they're the worst, right? Or or, or even something more uh, traumatic, like um, you hear about horror stories of of elderly people being abused. Uh -huh. Okay, it's a real thing. Yeah, that nurse or that caretaker, I don't think that they started that job. However, many years ago, I don't think that they started it abusing old people. I don't, I don't, unless they were some kind of sociopath, right? Yeah. They, they started off probably caring, mm -hmm. but because the stress of their own personal issues in life and, and how, how, how much of a, a tax and a toll it is to take care of someone who maybe has a lot of special needs or, you know, special needs children to get mm -hmm. abused, people get impatient. Mm -hmm. That person didn't start off like that. They didn't just snap per se. It's day by day, moment by moment, where they just started getting beaten down mm -hmm. to the point where they no longer give a f mm. And it's up to us as individuals to check ourselves and allow life and even the pain that it brings you to be something that can help you grow as a person. And that's applicable to anything, how you, your hobbies, your passions, your family, your business, the way you treat each other. That the, All of that stuff is, it's. that's why I called it the Think Bigger Project, not the buildabettercarproject.com. Mm -hmm. It's not about a car, it's bigger than that, mm -hmm. right? And so it's how you think and, 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 and how you think is how you act and how you treat your fellow human beings. And that's what the, the, the brand and the movement and the ideology is behind the Think Bigger Project. And people who, don't, who wouldn't have known that, that there is such a culture and a history behind Jada Toys. I mean, it's 20 years. Mm -hmm. You know, to be forthcoming with you guys, I, I mentioned to a close friend, you know, don't don't put it out there yet, but I'm going to go meet with you guys. And they were like, Jada Toys is still around? Yeah. Right. Straight up. And this is someone in the car culture. Mm -hmm. They're it, totally in it. Mm -hmm. Both on the corporate side, you know, um, they work in it, not just build a car. Right. And they were like, Jada Toys is still around? And there you go. That shows that that there are people, like I said, you have this device that can tell you anything and everything. But the way algorithms work, mm -hmm. the way thing, it directs your life. Mm -hmm. And you could be on your phone and never know something happening figuratively and literally right next to you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's dangerous, man. Yeah, It's dangerous. It can go from just not knowing that Jada Toys is still around to not understanding the – like look at the um, Instagram Explore page. Mm. Danger! That's a rabbit hole, man. Yeah, yeah we talked about explore that. Oh. Three hours later, you're like, the Earth is flat, and, dude. You're you're like, holy dude! It is it is crazy. Yeah. And people take quotes, you know, like, dude. There was remember that? Okay, there's two. Remember the two jokes: uh, Marilyn Monroe and Abraham Lincoln. At one point, there were quotes from them mm -hmm. all over social media. Yeah. And if you spent one second googling that, you'd realize that. That was not said by that person, okay? <laughs> but people just take pictures of Marilyn Monroe, uh, take pictures of Abraham Lincoln or or now Trump mm -hmm. and just throwing quotes. Or if it's a real quote, it's out of context, yeah. right? There's no critical thinking. Yeah. People take everything at face value. Yeah, they they, they deduce entire political and religious viewpoints off of a quotes, yeah. a meme, yeah. a, a piece of something. Mm -hmm. And they formulate an entire perspective off of like the sur most surface of something. And that is super dangerous. You know what I, I really hate is when people post articles and all the information is there, but they don't read the article. They just read the headline Correct. and then mm -hmm. make their assumption Correct. of what the article says. No fine print. And like print. you said, people optimizing on that. Now you have people who know damn well that 95% mm -hmm. of people will not read past the picture, mm -hmm. even though the caption gives context. Yep. Now, then, of course, the people who don't even give it context, nobody even cares anymore. Yeah, no. Journalism and the integrity of journalism is gone. Gone. Right? Yeah. It's out the but door. you have people who in a caption will say, this is not my viewpoint. This is a quote from... Mm. And it'll be something really, you know, bad, mm. right? But that's how you get people to look. Yeah, yeah. And then the first comment and the next hundred is, um, you're a piece of shit. I yeah. can't believe you think that. Yeah. Even though the first sentence yeah. is telling them this is an excerpt from a book. Yeah. This is something. Do people don't read. They, they don't. just look. Mm -hmm. They just double tap real quick. Or they immediately fire mm. off. I mean, you can see super, super lengthy comments, hundreds, thousands of yeah. comments, people just going in. 
Yeah. Right? And all they had to do was just read. Yeah. Two seconds, five seconds of reading. And nope. they don't do it. Nope. It's dangerous, man. It's <laughs> super. I mean, it freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> when you really think about it, you're talking about political and religious and racial perspectives mm-hmm. based entirely off of like the skimmest, like thinnest layer of, of what actually is going on. Yeah. It's it, it's deeply unsettling, man. Jeez. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, wow. but anyways, no, all right. So so <laughs> so how's that car bill going? <laughs> so let's, let's come back to that. But yeah, but, one hour in, and they barely start talking about cars. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, no, but the, you know the the oh, history this is juicy of this. stuff. Though this is good. This is, it's a yeah. it's it's everything that we've essentially talked about because I think everything here is in relation paves the way to the bigger end goal of everything sure right sure that's exactly. kind of how i look at it i completely agree i mean you know even myself i i've been familiar with the name the logo mm-hmm. of everything from like we were talking about you know the fast and the furious movie franchises um and import racer mm-hmm. you know um those are the things that i'm gonna have been more familiar with being right. uh, an import car guy in southern california and then you know like dub shows you guys had the dub line and then all of the other types of stuff which like i said i think a lot of people listening if they aren't hardcore uh toy people they're not even gonna know mm-hmm. car guys are gonna only know about your car stuff yeah right right so i think that you know there's a lot of um um, you know, like the lines of stuff that you guys have done or currently do is massive. Mm-hmm. And if you had just stayed doing car stuff, I don't know how big it could have grown. Yeah. I mean, you might have been able to own that segment, but instead of staying within that tunnel, right, over the years, the company expanded. And that's a beautiful thing. I mean, people who've never been to like, you know, you go to SEMA, everyone talks about the biggest convention in Vegas being SEMA. It's not, it's CES, mm-hmm. right? So you have that entire world People, have, if you've never gone to a comic con, <laughs> yeah. it will blow your mind right. how big of a, and immersed, they, those people are immersed, yeah. right? Just like we, we live and breathe cars, yeah. those people live and breathe these characters. Yeah. One of my friends, one of my homegirls growing up, she married a dude that she met on Final Fantasy. Oh, really? What? Like the, you know, yeah. the, the the chat or yeah, whatever, yeah. the way they teamed up or, you know, yeah. like I used to watch her play a little bit. Oh yeah, her current husband, they've been married for years. From Final Fantasy. Yeah. Right? And, and I mean. That's a day though, an age. That's it's like a thing. People, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, people don't know that. And that's what I'm saying. There's a whole world out there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't allow yourself to either utilize, mm-hmm. utilize that the phone and the internet is a tool, not a crutch. Yeah. And is the most useful tool in the history of mankind. And but people, also a dangerous tool. But dangerous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. they use it as a crutch. People yeah. are dependent on it. Yeah. There are, how many people do we know that know damn well how to get somewhere but still have to plug it into the maps? <laughs> we you know how to yeah. get there. Yeah. You've been there enough times. People still use the map. You do that? Well, okay. you know what? I, right. okay. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I have a reason. Yeah. I, I mean, I traffic. Too. Yeah. Traffic, all right. getting around, so you're traffic, using it because it, it would look up the traffic at that moment. Fair enough. But I know people who have literally gotten lost going to a place that they, they know. know where it is <laughs> because fair. they're multitasking or yeah. something and they're just listening to the phone tell them. And I'm like, but you've been there like 74 times. Yeah, like yeah. you grew up here <laughs> and they got lost or I'm late because I made a wrong turn. You made a wrong turn to go, <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. So that's a thing. It's a dangerous crutch, yeah, yeah. you know? But I mean, the, uh, the, the, the culture of things matters. The history of something matters. And, and I think that people here got a, uh, are getting a taste for my history and the depth behind it and your guys' history. And it's great to be able to sit here um, after you know, like I said, I got my I bought my first car in ninety nine or two thousand. Mm-hmm. That's when Jada Toys was started. Yeah. So there's a, a parallel there. So we we're talking, you know, it's two thousand nineteen, man. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of years. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of years. Twenty years. Yeah. Um, and of us just being focused on on these these cultures that we became a part of and that we love. You know, it's it's a, it's not a corporate job. Mm-hmm. It's a love. Like yeah. You do it because you love it. I mean, I had the car culture. No, we got here because we love it. Yeah, man. You know, it's not just we do it because we love it. It's it was our passion from the very beginning. From the beginning, and yeah. It, and that's like like just like your your roadmap. It's what paved the way to yeah. become what we are today. Yeah, dude, it's so crazy, man. Like I said, everything from um, the the editors and writers of those magazines that we all read yeah. growing up, and now they're you know I have their number on my phone. We've hung out. Um, to, to Jackson Racing. I mean, yeah. I could give a bunch of examples, but that kind of thing I think is, um, 
but keeps things fresh and exciting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's amazing to be here at, in 2019 mm-hmm. having a conversation with you guys when I remember when you were putting out the, I don't know, like Paul's GTR. Yeah. yeah. I remember the toy. Yeah. You know, and that was, I don't know, 15, 16 years <laughs> yeah. ago. And here we are talking. So it's wild to me. Yeah. I don't ever allow that kind of stuff to go over my head, you know? I, I I enjoy it, man. I'm grateful to the good Lord to be here with you guys talking about anything from cars to everything else that we talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate no, this you. This is awesome, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's I, I, you know, we knew from the very beginning when when I first met you was at AutoCon when we did that, that uh, yeah. on-stage thing. Yeah, the interview, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this guy, he's he knows his stuff. He's You can tell he's been in the industry for a long time. He's a good speaker. And to find out that, you know, he's been cut, getting in contact with you, I'm yeah. like, yeah, we got to have this boy on. Dude, it's it's dope, cool. man. I mean, that, that took... Um, I mean, we the the social media world. We all can watch each other's lives. Yeah. But but be connected yet disconnected the yeah. whole time. All right. So the fact that you know, we ended up uh, having conversation, which led to this, um, is, uh, is is pretty awesome to me, man. Yeah. You, you know, is. I have um, live streams that I do on my on my uh, on my personal Instagram, and and it, that's turned into very intimate conversations that are like mini versions of what we we're doing here, and it's kind of what over the last year or two. People were like, "Man, you need to do a podcast." Mm, yeah, and the podcasting world has evolved. I mean, you have this type of setup, you know, multiple cameras and video. You know, I think J- the Joe Rogan experience yeah. is kind of like everyone's reference point. That's yeah. like the most yeah. massive podcast. Yeah. I've tried, tried, tried um, to imitate that as yeah. much as possible. Yeah, so, I mean, he, yeah. he's got that that feel and yeah. the whole making video popular because uh, the podcasting world is audio yeah and it's evolved yeah. into a video world yeah. too it doesn't have to be of course right, I mean, right. but yeah it's just it's just interesting you know but there's so much content mm-hmm. on the internet that if you're going to be a part of that and you're going to create content i think that there's some type of like human responsibility to create good content mm. responsible content responsible content content yeah. that actually benefits that's one reason why i believe you know, humbly that, that this, this, this project, the project, mm-hmm. as I call it, the thing, bigger project, I think that's why it's growing so crisply and steadily. Um, albeit, you know, small numbers still mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you know, it's not some grandiose brand. Right. I don't honestly think I really even want it to go that route. Yeah. I mean, if it does, so be it, but I want it to be a real thing that people relate to. And I think people do. You know what? I think it's a, a, a part of it is because, you know, this younger generation has grown up with the internet and podcasts and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, guys our age, not speaking about these two, because these guys are a lot younger than sure. us. Um, we're a little bit of a late adopter uh, yeah. kind of generation. So they're finding these things and are gravitating towards that message yeah. because that's what we need in this world right now. Yeah. You know, because right now, like all these younger kids who started doing it originally you know, from the very beginning don't have those positive messages that we need. They don't, man. Yeah. There's a lot of disarray. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of disarray. I think people are, 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 are many people um, go with the, the flow of whatever they're into, whether it be toy collecting, um, shoe game, yeah. uh, fashion, right. fitness, whatever it is. And I think people, we, I've talked about this in a couple of episodes, is moving with purpose, yeah. like intent. People are not moving with intent. They are uh, automated right mm. they are robotically going about their business and you have these spurts of moments of where uh, you get a phone call in the middle of your workday and it kind of like sparks the life back into you maybe mm-hmm. it's your your lady back at the house or your kids or you know FaceTime and all of these things that are can be just as bad as we've played them to be but they can also be amazing you can mm-hmm. FaceTime with a relative or a friend or uh, someone you love god knows how far away mm-hmm. and you can have that real versus you know look at look at the guys that fought in wars before mm-hmm. you had to write a letter yeah in the middle of war yeah some dude had to make it out of that area to get it to wherever to get it on base to be flown to back here yeah. or there or wherever yeah flown Weeks, through hostile air months to get right? back to more put on a it, pigeon yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> someone reads it your whoever you wrote it to reads it writes it back and it has to go through the reverse process and that dude has to run to you <laughs> to give you a letter yeah three months later yeah that crazy. is wild man and we could instantly one of my dudes he called me on a sat phone mm-hmm. when he was in a Maybe I shouldn't say the country, but he's across the globe, mm-hmm. and he used his sat phone because he was feeling some type of way. He was, you know, overseas, and uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on. And uh, he called me on a sat phone, 
like it, he was in a tree. Mm. Uh, really? I, I don't. I don't know if I should be any more yeah, specific. Yeah, right, right, right. But the point is, he used his sat phone, which I don't even think he was supposed to do. <laughs> right? You're not supposed to be it for a civilian call, right? But he, you should have seen the number it looked like on my phone. I was like, <laughs> what is that? Look, I, I'm but surprised I you answered it. <laughs> I happened to answer it. My dude is, was just in a in a in, a, in his feelings. Yeah. Overseas in a tree for various reasons, called me on a sat phone, and he was he just kind of like you know he was my, he's my friend. Yeah. yeah. And we talked about it, and look at that. Yeah, it's crazy. Versus God knows how much effort it would go for him to have written those, if he even yeah. had the ability yeah. to. Who's going to bring it to wherever to, to right. fly it over here? So there's so much going on with the, the technology, but, you know, it's, it's, it is what you make it, like life. Mm -hmm. It is what you make it. And if you allow yourself to get caught up, oh, man, like it's never going to be good enough. You're never going to be mm -hmm. happy. But I think when people understand the depth behind people and companies, it's going to give, even if they can't put their finger on it, I think it gives it gives that depth, gives them something to believe in that's more than just an object. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you just want people to buy objects, there's ways to do that. But yeah. I think the long term is the respect of the company or the person or the the, the reason behind stuff and that's what provides a legacy versus a memory that's how i look at it damn yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all i can say is damn that was good well well but you know what i can't think of a better place to end our <laughs> podcast well than right there very powerful yeah big mike okay where can can people find you on social media uh home base is the website for the project so thinkbiggerproject.com there's a youtube link podcasts are embedded on the site uh you can listen to the podcast which is called the think bigger podcast on um, spotify soundcloud uh, um, amazon's alexa itunes google play uh youtube um so home base is there uh the only social media i use is instagram presently and it's uh at the big mike t-h-e-b-i-g-m-i-k-e -E. so uh you know Message me there um, on Instagram. Go to the site. Um, support the project. 100% of the proceeds go back into the project funds. None of, it's not lining my pocket. Uh, it is literally to keep it flowing and going. Yes. So um, there's, a, there's a variety of different merch there. And you can wear something you're proud of. Wear something that actually benefits you and the culture you're a part of. That has a real message versus... Uh, a $65 Nike dry fit <laughs> which does not do anything for you other than whisk away your sweat so wear support companies that you believe in that do something for you yes that's what I say absolutely all right, everybody. Well, that is the end of episode 24 of the Jada Cast podcast if you enjoyed this podcast be sure to like and subscribe send it to a friend and leave a comment Check out Big Mike's podcast. It is the Think Bigger podcast. You can find it everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, guys. And uh, you could also find us everywhere as well. I'm Jordan. I'm Mike. I'm Daryl. And Big Mike. <laughs> and um, <laughs> please come back again or we'll find a way um, to come tie you. But this hey, was man. just perfect, man. I, I appreciate you. you guys. Thank you for having me. All right, brother. Good. And so... Uh, we will see y'all next week. Peace out. Peace. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs>